Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For over two decades, Rabino and Langwell Partners have been helping the people of Boston plan for retirement. And now, the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Hello again. Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. My name is Randy Cook, and each week I get to sit down with one of the guys, Sam Lang, Ryan Marston, and today it's John Conley, and get their unique perspective on what's going on out there. What are we seeing when we look up at CNBC and Fox Business? What are your opinions when it comes to markets? And we've got recession and gas prices going through the roof. And then you wonder about, well, how's this thing in retirement going to work for me, I really don't have anything down in on paper right now, and I really need to put that person in my life. So that's why we have this show. And John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Randy. How are you? I'm good. A little concerned. I mean, all I see up there is interest rates going up, inflation going up, gas prices going up, grocery store prices going up. I mean, it's kind of nutty out there right now. It is. Buckle up. You think about it. You kind of just kind of get through this COVID, the spring weather starting to roll around and you're starting to feel good. Then all of a sudden, you know, Russia, Ukraine and yeah. now the inflation and, and raising interest rates. So we got we got a lot of things to kind of work through. So the whole idea behind the Fed, they're supposed to control two things. They're supposed to control the interest rate and they're supposed to control inflation. And a lot of people would look at them and say, you've blown it on both accounts here. So you're behind. So they are raising interest rates to try to tamp down inflation. So, John, is this a, a, a non-event for those of us planning for retirement? Should we be looking at this? What are the ups and the downs of the interest rates going up? Yeah, whether your your retirement accounts are in savings accounts or investment accounts, interest rates affect you. And especially if you're nearing retirement, you want to really pay close attention to to interest rates and where they're going because it has a, an effect on your bottom line. Okay. So if you are buying a house, certainly as interest rates go up, that's going to cost you more on a mortgage. But I'm thinking about people getting ready for retirement, putting money in a CD or putting money in a bond or something like that. It seems like it's a good thing for people in retirement and getting ready. Yeah, you think about, let's say, a moderate investor who may have 60% of their investments in equities and maybe another 40% of the money in bonds, right? So how does rising interest rates affect the bonds that I have? Well, if interest rates go up, they'll affect the current bonds that you have. They'll actually possibly lower the yield on that or the return on it. Think about it. If you have a 3% bond today and rates go up to 4 or 5%, well, your 3% bond looks a little less attractive to the 4 or 5% bond. So mm -hmm. over time, you lose value in that bond. Now, on the flip side, if you have some bonds that are maturing continuously and you're purchasing new bonds, those new bonds are actually going to give you a higher rate of return than the bonds that you've just swapped out of. So that helps you, in a sense, if you're purchasing new bonds, but it does have an effect negatively on the current bonds that you have. So when we look at this and you look at savings accounts and so forth, it helps you if you have money sitting in a savings account, rise in interest rates, obviously you'll earn more on those savings accounts because of higher interest rates. But when you think of on the borrowing side, if you're looking at a mortgage, higher interest rates just means you're gonna pay more in interest payments. So if you're borrowing, you obviously want lower 
interest rates. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at the individual interest rates, but it affects businesses as well. You look at a business when they want to fund a major project or they want to build their business and help grow, they need to borrow money as well. And they don't want to borrow money at a higher interest rate. So sometimes if interest rates are too high, they won't borrow. That stalls the the projects or the growth of that business, which could hurt the the equity side of things as well. Well, that is where, exactly where I wanted to go next, because when I see things come out in the news that I think the market's going to hate, I'm totally wrong every time because they get the news and I think it's going to go down and it goes up. And so I actually, before we got onto the show today, I looked at what is the history over time of when they raise the interest rates, because I figure that makes bonds go up. That makes um, savings accounts go up. So they would that would hurt equities. So you would think that would make the market go down. But overall, the market goes up when the interest rate goes up. So I don't get it. Yeah, it, it, there's always a cause and effect on both sides, right? And, you know, before the Fed's starting to raise interest rates because they felt like the economy was on solid footing. Right? Okay. And they needed to tamper the, the inflation, so to say. And they have their tools in their tool belt that they'll use. They don't want to raise interest rate at the effect of the, the economy and the markets either. So. I trust that they're going to do it in a smart, calculated mm-hmm. way that they don't all of a sudden raise rates too quick, which then turns around and affects the markets too much. Right now, we're having a lot of volatility in the market. A lot of it is due to the Ukraine and, and Russia uncertainty. We have these geopolitical events. We have monetary policy events going on right now. A lot of it has been an overreach or an overreaction in a short period of time. But we've known geopolitical events historically. uh, The markets do recover in a fair amount of time. And so we're not overly concerned, but you have to be smart and disciplined during these definitely volatile times right now. If somebody is, you know, one, two, three years before retirement, that retirement red zone that we talk about on the show, uh, are you seeing people come in and they're very concerned about what's going on right now? And they say, I'm worried the market's going to go down a lot and I don't want to lose a bunch of money. What are you seeing from people who call the show and come in right now? Yeah, you're seeing people who are close to retirement, a little bit more, obviously more nervous than an individual who may have five to 10 years because you have time to make that money uh, recoup and recover. What you don't want to do is be so emotional that you make a irrational decision. Uh, You make a long-term decision based on a short-term situation, whereas a gentleman called me the other day, called into the office, he has his 401k and He's about three years away from retirement, and he called and he said, hey, I just put everything into um, cash. I had enough. I'm just going to sit in cash. And he was down, you know, maybe 10% for the year. And, and, and I asked him, you know, what was the reasoning for it? And he was just emotional. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you know, most times when there's rough days in the market, there are good days ahead. And literally the next three days were very positive days in the market. And he's not part of that. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting in cash and he's not taking an advantage of those positive days. So what we don't want to do is try to avoid the bad days, but also miss the really good days. You know, that could have a more of a negative effect. So you don't want to go so conservative there. You have to kind of you talk about risk levels. You have to kind of figure out what is is good for me. Is it 60-40? Is it 50-50? Is it 40-60? And then be able to kind of set it on that course and then make adjustments as you need it. 
Yeah, you want to make sure that you're in the appropriate risk tolerance for you and your unique circumstances in your situation. So you want to make sure you have a well-balanced, diversified portfolio. That's going to be the best line of defense to start with, right? You don't have to start changing your investment philosophy or your risk tolerance unless all of a sudden your long-term goals are uh, negatively affected by this potential loss in the market. But you want to make sure that you stay within your original risk tolerance and your philosophy, rebalance your portfolio, talk to your advisor, have reviews, and understand how your portfolio is reacting during these difficult times. And what steps can you take? Minor takes, minor adjustments in the portfolio to minimize the losses, but not so much that you negatively affect your potential upside as well. And when somebody calls the show and or emails you or, you know, looks on our website and clicks on an appointment, we talk about our 365 retirement plan. And that is part of that assessment, sitting down and just really talking through all that, isn't it? It is. That's why sitting down with an advisor, going through a financial plan, creating a financial plan is the first step in understanding what you have, how it behaves in certain climates. And that's what we want to do. If if right now you're looking at things and it just makes you nervous, you know, all this stuff around the world, Russia, Ukraine, the Fed, interest rates, inflation, everything's costing more. And as you get closer to retirement, you start paying more attention to that stuff and you start getting nervous and you wonder, is what I've saved, is it going to be enough? Uh, do I have the right strategies? Do I Am I missing something? And, and that is why a lot of people come in and they say, I want something down on paper. I, I want to develop some kind of a plan here. And it's got to have something to do with taxes and income and Social Security and all that goes along with it. That's what the 365 retirement plan is. This is a plan that's built for today. Uh, you think about what your parents did, and that's one thing. And that was one set of circumstances and one economy. We have a new economy today. We have new challenges that we have to deal with. And you're going to deal with more challenges over the next 10, 20, 30 years of your retirement. Let's build a plan for that. We call it the 365 retirement plan. We do it at no charge. Give us a call. Let's get a date on a calendar. Let's start the conversation. You've been wanting to sit down with somebody and talk about this. How does your retirement work? Let's do it. And let's do it at no charge. 617-440-9365 is our number. 617-440-9365 or Easy enough, go to 365retirement.com, scroll down, a window opens up, says, hey, would you like to talk about your finances? When you click on that, a calendar will open up, we'll ask you for a little information so we can get back to you, and let's get a date on a calendar. Again, 365retirement.com. We'll be right back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Are you worried about retirement? Well, you're not alone, and there is help. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365 and on your computer at 365retirement.com. 
And welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. This week with John Conley, one of the wealth partners at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. And I got an article in front of me, John, that talks about bringing your family in when you sit down and talk about your finances. It's it's kind of a, a hump that we all have to get over and say, okay, I really need to sit down and talk about this. But then once people do, then they say, you know what, this process is something I think the rest of my family should be in on. And they say, you should bring your family in. Do you see that happening at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners? Well, yeah, we have what I would call like a family meeting every so often with different families. Everybody's situation or their circumstances are different. So if you're newly retired, you might not need the whole entire family to be sitting around a table and discussing what your retirement plans are. But as you get older, maybe your health is start to fail. And I'll use an example. Like we met a family a couple of years ago. They became our clients of ours. And mom and dad were, you know, very healthy. They were in their mid 70s, so to say. And then as time progressed, they actually, mom started to lose her health a little bit. And mom kind of handled all the bills. She took care of the payments of everything. Dad trusted her making all the decisions. And the concern was if if mom passed away, you know, who was going to help dad, right? And dad needed help. And dad brought in the sons to come in. They sat down around the table and we kind of like laid everything out to them, showed the children, hey, this is what mom and dad have saved. And mom passed away. And we had a plan in place with the sons to say, hey, this is what they have for investments and savings. This is where the income's coming from. This is what their expenses are. Someone's going to have to help dad on a monthly basis, make sure his bills get paid and so forth and kind of make it as seamless as possible. And then when we were in that process, it's, hey, let's take a look at making sure the accounts that are outside of us have the beneficiaries are correct. Let's make sure the wills are updated. Let's make sure the healthcare proxies, power of attorneys, making sure everything is in place so that if something did happen to dad, they would know where to turn. So let's make sure that every account that they have, it has a name and a phone number of the advisor or the important person to contact, such as your CPA, your estate planning attorney. Maybe you have a life insurance agent. Maybe you have your car or property and casualty insurance person. You want to make sure that the children have a list of people or contacts that they reach out to to say, hey, so-and-so passed away. What's the next step? And you kind of want to clean up the document, so to say, whereas we've seen it. Children of our clients will call us and say, hey, I found this account statement in my dad's file cabinet from 19." 19- 99. I can't tell if it's in in force or not. Mm -hmm. And it might be something that he had prior to meeting with us and so forth. So they end up chasing these accounts around and really wasting a lot of time. So you kind of want to have that all cleaned up and help with the children. And then what we do is we sit around with them and say, hey, this is what mom and dad's wishes are. This is the potential inheritance. Let's take a look at maybe your situation and how this affects you moving forward if you inherit this money. Yeah. These meetings tend to kind of spill over and say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what my life is like. This is what my goals are. 
But I still have mom who is alive and she's 85 and we're worried about her health and where she's going to go. And I don't want to be her financial advisor. How do I deal with that? These are, are very good meetings that could help not only you, but your entire extended family. So give us a look on a website. Let's sit down and, ha and talk through this. And all you have to do is go to 365retirement.com. That's our website. And you can set up an appointment right there, right there on the website. There's a, uh, a window that opens up and says, hey, would you like to talk about your finances? If you've saved $500,000 or more, that's where the power of planning really kicks in with tax planning, social security planning, income planning, and talking about building that kind of a plan for your retirement. Again, 365retirement.com. So I, that kind of brings us into something that I, I wanted to talk about because I saw it flashed on my phone that the IRS just changed their mind again on how they wanted to handle taxes with IRAs and 401ks. So, John, take me through this here. Uh, it's it, the stretch IRA for years and years and years. I actually have a stretch IRA, my wife and I do, from her father who passed down an IRA to us. And we can use that money as we wish. Every year we have to take an RMD, a required minimum distribution, based on our age now. And it's a very nice thing that he sent down to us. But those rules are kind of gone now, aren't they? They are. So we all know the, the government has, you know, $30 trillion of deficit. The budget is, is really struggling. So when you spend more money than you bring in, you kind of either have to cut costs or you have to increase revenue. And what the IRS is trying to do is, is increase revenue. They're raising taxes. And one of the issues that they did back in 2019 during the SECURE Act was they changed the what some would call the stretch IRA. So what's a stretch IRA? So a stretch IRA is if someone passes away and leaves an IRA to their loved one, non-spouse, you have the right to stretch out that IRA over your lifetime. That money has never been taxed. Mm -hmm. So if you inherited an IRA, you would have to take out the required minimum distribution based on your age in the IRS table. So you would pay a little bit of the tax money each year over the rest of your life. So it's a nice way of stretching that out over your lifetime. It's, it was well, just such a nice gift because what we do, we have to take like three or $4,000 a year. And, mm -hmm. and so what we do in December, we take that money and we use it for Christmas. It's like grandpa gave us Christmas and continues to give us Christmas every year. It's a beautiful gift. It's a great gift. And you're getting the future growth of it tax deferred as well. Mm -hmm. So in 2019, the Secure Act came out and they took that away. So the interpretation of that rule was that once you inherited an IRA, you no longer can stretch that out over your lifetime. The IRS says they wanted that money to be cashed out within 10 years. Okay. So if you inherited a million dollar IRA, for an example, you could take out a hundred grand a year for the next 10 years and pay the taxes on that. You could say, Give me the million bucks today. I'm going to pay all the taxes right now. Up front, I'm going to pay a ton of money in taxes. That money's now been taxed. The growth of it is going to grow. Or you could say, I'm not going to touch it for 10 years. And I'm going to let it grow for the next 10 years. Maybe when you're retired and you're in your lower tax lower bracket. Lower tax bracket. Yeah. Correct. So now you're, you're 70 and you say, I'm going to cash it in because 10 years have passed. I'm going to pay Uncle Sam, but it's not a million dollars. Now it's $2 million. You pay the taxes on it, and you move on. Well, 
The IRS just came back out with their new interpretation of this rule is that they're not letting you just not touch it for 10 years. They're going to make you systematically withdraw it through years one through nine. And then on the 10th year, you have to cash it in. So there's no allowing you to just let it grow. So just in the last three years, then three to four years, they've changed the rule three times. So, I mean, this is what you have to deal with in retirement. You could be in retirement for 20, 25, 30 years. Imagine all the tax changes that we're going to have to deal with. This points to me and says, I need somebody to help me through all this and all these changes, John. It is. And it's changing so fast that you, you have to be on top of it. So now the new question is, because they're making this new interpretation of this rule that they reported on, what happened to the year 2021 where you didn't take the RMD because you were, you were going to let it grow for the next 10 years? Should you go back and take that withdrawal now, pay the taxes on it? <sighs> Or do you wait and see that if enough time to see what the like the official interpretation of that is? Are you going to be grandfathered in? Just a lot of confusion, right? And if you're on top of it and you're paying attention to it and you made a, a calculated decision with your financial advisor on, hey, this is how we're going to play this rule because this is how it's going to affect us. This is part of your plan. And all of a sudden they come in midstream and say, you know what? We didn't think so many people were going to wait 10 years to make this withdrawal. We thought people were going to cash it in right away. So obviously they're switching gears because something's not working out in their favor. The government wants their tax money. (laughs) That's basically it, isn't it? It is. And I would hope that they would say, we grandfathered the individuals in. Our interpretation of the original rule was incorrect. We can understand the confusion, but moving forward and be real clear on it that you're expected to take a systematic withdrawal through years one through nine, and then in the 10th year, it has to be cashed out and taxes paid on it. That allows you to plan moving forward tax-wise. So imagine someone's parents passing away, you're inheriting this money, you're planning on retiring five years. You, your plan might have been, hey, in five years, I'm going to cash this in when I'm not working, I'm not in as, as high of a tax bracket. You came up with a tax strategy for these years, and you did the right thing. You planned. You came up, you formulated a, a process and a plan, and all of a sudden they came in and they changed the rules on you. It's not fair to the American people or the investor, but you have to be ahead of it. You have to be on top of it. And you should be asking your advisor, hey, what should we be doing now to make sure that we don't get caught up in, in some type of penalty by not taking this? This is one of the big reasons to have a tax strategy as a part of your retirement plan. And if you don't have that box checked, sometimes what you could get caught. And, and it's not like you're doing anything illegal, but why pay unnecessary taxes when you're in your retirement years? Let's have a tax strategy. Let's have a financial advisor on our side who is working that kind of a plan. That plan at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners is the 365 retirement plan. Give us a call. Give us a look on the website. Let's get an appointment. Maybe you know that there's an IRA or a 401k coming your way. What do you do with it? 
And how do you make sure that you're doing it in your best interest and not helping Uncle Sam more than he needs help? 617-440-9365 is our number. 617-440-9365 or 365retirement.com. Again, 365retirement.com. Go to the website today. Click on the button that says, hey, do you need financial help? And you'll be on your way. We'll take a break and we'll come right back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and podcast. We hope you're enjoying the retirement conversation. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome once again to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. It's Sam Lang, Ryan Marston, and today John Conley joins us. I love when I get to talk to each guy each week and get their unique perspective on not only what's going on in markets and things like that, but what are people asking about when they come in? And, you know, the big question that many people have when they come in is, have I saved enough? What do I, you know, is this going to last me for three 30 years. And then how am I going to make this money last? And John, there's an article here in Smart Asset that says one of the worst mistakes that people make is they take money out of their accounts in the wrong fashion or the wrong order. So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, that's that's why we have a financial advisor, isn't it? Yeah, Randy. When we sit down with individuals, we come up with a financial plan. And part of that plan is really getting an understanding to know the, the client, what it is that they've been doing all these years, how they save their money, how do they view money, what is their retirement picture look like? What is it that they want to do in their retirement years? And then we take a look and we do an analysis of what they have, what your income is, what your projected income is, where is the income coming from, what's the taxation on it. And we really design a plan for the individual. And we let them know, hey, this is what you have. This is what you're planning on doing. This is your income, expenses, taxes, and show them that they're on the right track or where they need to enhance or improve upon to make their retirement goals a success, right? So we see people do a really good job in saving money. Mm -hmm. And one thing I hear from a lot of people when I sit down with them is that they say, you know, most people I've talked to is they just want to grow the money, but they really don't have what I would call the distribution plan or extraction plan. They don't know how to get the money out of their investments into their hands to live their their lifestyle that they want. So it's more than just shaving a little off the top as you need it. Exactly, because when you think about it, let's just use an example. I need $10,000 a month to live my lifestyle, but I'm bringing in $6,000 a year between my wife and my Social Security, and you know I need an extra four grand a year to live mm -hmm. my life mm -hmm. every month. Mm -hmm. So where is that $4,000 going to come from? And we see people just make mistakes of what they think they should do. Um, oftentimes, they might say, I'm going to take money out of my Roth IRA because that's going to have no taxes. Okay. 
So they start to like kind of kill the tree, so to say. They dives on the vine. They're just taking money out of this Roth IRA because it has no taxation to them. That non-taxation is worth a lot to you as a person where you want to make sure you keep that intact. You want to make sure that that account is always there for you. So you want to be smart about when you take money out of a Roth IRA. We see individuals say, hey, I'm going to turn on Social Security because I'm 62 and I have this benefit and I want to turn it on. Not knowing what the the effects of that is, such as you're still working, you turn on Social Security, now your Social Security, 85% of it is being taxed. You didn't understand that. Or should I take withdrawals from my 401k or my non-IRA or non-retirement accounts. What's the difference of the taxation there? So if you have a 401k or an IRA and you make a withdrawal, that's ordinary income. So that, that withdrawal gets added to all the other income you have and you pay taxes at your ordinary income tax rate versus, hey, I got this brokerage account, I saved money, it's after tax dollars. If you make a withdrawal from that account, you're paying a capital gains tax, whether it be a short-term or a long-term capital gains tax. So you want to know what the effects of the taxes are when you're making withdrawal. So one of the mistakes that we see people is they haven't really thought that through. They've, they've looked at, hey, I, I think I saved enough money, but they really don't have any understanding of where they should take withdrawals from and what the effect of it is on your, your big picture of retirement. So what I'm hearing, I'm taking notes as you're telling me this. So you're saying, leave your tax-free money last, push off your Social Security as long as you can. So where should you take money from first? What's the first bucket? I I hear you saying, push this one off, push this one off. Where do you take money from first? Everyone's different. Circumstances are unique to you. So you would want to take it from the account that has the least amount of taxes to you. Okay. But you also want to look at Take it from the account that's performing the worst, right? So you don't want to take money from an account that's earning 10% per year and leave the account that's only earning 2% per year. Got it. So you kind of have to look at everything in an individual circumstance, but you have to know what the effects of the taxes are for each of those withdrawals. Like Social Security benefits, every year you don't touch that Social Security your benefit grows by 8% for next year. Mm -hmm. So if all of a sudden we turn on Social Security and we start making withdrawals from our IRAs, that's ordinary income tax. That's going to affect the taxation of that Social Security. That withdrawal from your IRA could actually reduce your Social Security benefit. Gotcha. So start with your investments, but pay attention to what's performing best, what's performing least. Push off Social Security, leave your tax-free money like your Roth for last. But a lot of people have a lot of money in a 401k and an IRA. Where does that kick in? At what point do you dip into that bucket? Well, the IRS says, hey, at 72 and a half, if you've been able to push off this withdrawal, you even you didn't even need to make withdrawals from your 401k or your IRA. They've been kind enough to let you grow that money tax deferred. Mm -hmm. That money's never been taxed, but at 72, the IRS says 
we don't care if you need it or you don't need it. We're going to require you to start making withdrawals from that. So at 72, you're, you're required to start making those withdrawals, and you'd have to pay the taxes on that withdrawal. You keep the net difference. Okay, so you keep going back to that that statement. You have to pay attention to the taxes. So we have to know what our tax bill is going to be out of each bucket that we're going to take. And that, to me, I mean, that's not only an investment strategy, but that's also a tax strategy, and these two kind of spill over into each other. It's having a financial plan, right, mm-hmm. and working that financial plan and, and looking at it each year with your clients and sitting down and saying, hey, this is what our plan is. And we'll have different buckets of money established for your income and show you where that income is going to come from. What is the taxation of that withdrawal? Have it down pretty good to, like, hey, this is what the net effective tax rate is that you're paying on this money. And really design an income planning for you for your retirement plan. So whether you have enough income coming in to live your life, okay, you have enough pension, Social Security, you have income that meets your living needs. Now, all of a sudden, you're 72, you're being forced to take a required minimum distribution that you don't need. Now you have to make a withdrawal from an account that's probably doing pretty well. You got to pay taxes on it. Now what do I do with the net proceeds of that? And that would be another plan. Hey, if you don't need it, this is what we can do with it. We can maximize growth, reinvest it. You can buy long-term care insurance with it. You can buy a life insurance policy. There's a lot of different things that you can do, but you have to have a plan and a strategy in place. A lot of people look at it and say, hey, I think I saved enough money. I'm just going to take 4 or 5% from my pool of money and not really understand what the taxation of those withdrawals are. You hear that term buckets of money. And what to me that usually means is I have IRAs, I have 401ks, I have social security, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all these different places where you have saved money in your retirement and you've saved a half a million dollars or a million dollars or more. And then you say to yourself, well, how do I take this money? Well, there's also different buckets according to risk. And then there's different buckets of money according to taxes. And then it starts getting kind of complicated. And that's why we have this show, to show you, you know what, what you really need to have a financial plan to handle these buckets of money and all these questions that we talk about. So that is what the 365 retirement plan is. Give us a look on our website. Give us a call, too. You can do that as well. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. You can also find us online, 365retirement.com. And scroll around a little bit. Learn about Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And as you do, a, a window will pop up right there in front of you. It says, hey, would you like to talk about your finances? And when you click on that button there, we'll ask you for a little information so we can reach out to you and get an appointment time. You can even look at our calendar and you can schedule it right there. These are complimentary appointments. Don't cost a thing. We're going to sit down and talk through all of these things that John just went through. What are your buckets of money? What would be the income plan? What's the plan for Social Security? All of that. Let's get it down on paper. Let's get a strategy for your retirement and uh, and get you into retirement doing the things you want to do with the money you need to do it. Again, 365 Retirement. We have a couple of minutes left here in this segment, John, and you mentioned Social Security as one of those buckets of money. And there's a lot of confusion out there. And I have a friend who is 68 years old and just claimed his Social Security. But he was under the impression that Social Security went up every year. If you filed at 62, it would go up every year. And I was going... 
Uh, kind of. <laughs> because there's an article in front of me here that says a lot of people are very confused about filing early and what they get and waiting till full retirement age and waiting till 70. There's a lot of different options there, aren't there? There are. People oftentimes make wrong decisions, not understanding what the effects of it is. And, you know, when you turn on Social Security, there's a lot of factors that go into determining what your retirement benefits are going to be. One of the more important ones is, is your age. When you first start turning on that benefit from Social Security, people think, I'm 62, I qualify for Social Security, I'm going to turn it on. And they think by turning it on, they get this benefit. And then at 67 or 66, at full retirement age, their Social Security benefit will increase at that time. And that just simply is not going to happen. Right. Every year you defer your Social Security benefit, it increases by 8% for the next year. Mm -hmm. So when we look at it, you want to make sure you understand what is the perfect time for you to turn it on. And there's a lot of factors go into that, you know, your life expectancy, um, your health, what is your other income coming in, that income will have an effect on the taxation of your Social Security that you pay on that. But imagine someone who's 62 years old, and they say, hey, I'm going to turn on my Social Security benefit. And at 62, that benefit is, you know, $1,120 a month. And if you waited till you were 67 years old, that benefit is much higher. It's actually $1,600 wow. a month. So that's a difference of $480 a month. Mm -hmm. And you times that by 12 months, that's $5,760 a year. That if you waited till 67, you would get that, okay? That much more. So imagine if you were 67, you lived to age 85, you would have lost $103,000 in future benefits. Mm -hmm by turning Social Security on too early at 62. But you did have that five-year head start, so to say. So in reality, you might have only lost about 36000 in real true benefits. So you got to understand the, the net effect of that, of turning it on too soon. When is the appropriate time? How do I maximize to turn this on, to maximize my benefit? There are times where it's beneficial for an individual to turn on Social Security. If you're not healthy or you, you, you're sick or you have some health concerns, turning on that benefit sooner might be to your advantage. But you have to sit down with your advisor and go through the process and, and look at when is the appropriate time for you to maximize your benefit from Social Security. Too many people just go into it. They turn it on. They don't understand the ramifications of some of these decisions that they're making. It's a big one, and one that a lot of us wonder about, when is the best time to get the money? And it's not necessarily when it's available to you, right at 62. Maybe it's better for you to wait a little while. Maybe it's better for you to wait all the way to 70. But to know that, we need to sit down and build that financial plan and figure out what to do with that bucket of money. Let's sit down and do just that. You can go to our website, 365retirement.com. 365retirement.com. We'll do that uh, 365 retirement plan for you at no charge. You can also give us a call, 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. We hope you're learning a lot from today's show, but how does it apply to your situation? 
You can find out with a call to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. John Conley is here today. And John, it's probably hard for a lot of people to even remember when we didn't have uh, cell phones and GPS in our cars. But there used to be a big war that you go on between husbands and wives. And the guy would go and he thought he knew how to get there and he would never ask for directions. He would say, yeah, I know the way. And, and she goes, well, yeah, yeah, we're lost. <laughs> you know? yeah. We're lost. And then, and then he would say, well, I know a shortcut. Well, I've got an interesting article here from the people at Texas A&M. They did a study about taking shortcuts. And it says, it was interesting. It says, if you try to take a shortcut that would reduce your travel time by only 8%, it triples the risk of getting in a crash. So the shortcut led to disaster. Uh, are, are, you, are you a guy who takes shortcuts when you're in the car? Two funny stories here. So when I was younger, back in the day when there was no GPS, my mother and father, we'd all be in the car going to my cousin's house in New Jersey, and he'd be lost, right? My father would be lost, but he wouldn't admit it. And my mother would be like, ask this guy over here. He's the guy running. He's jogging. Just ask him how to get to such and such road. And my father would never ask. It was like, <laughs> it was just a rule. I'm glad as an adult now that we have GPS, yeah, right? But yeah. I'm kind of like my father where I'll be driving my, my son or my daughter. We're going to a hockey game, mm -hmm. and, and it says, uh, hey, I'll put the address of the rink in the GPS. And it says, as you're driving, it says, hey, you can save four minutes by taking this different route. Uh -huh. Now, I never accept a different route. <laughs> I always stay okay. on the route that I'm on. And my son was like, what are you doing? You can save four minutes. I'm like... Something tells me that thing is going to take me down a road that is going to cost us time. Uh -huh. I don't trust it. I trust the original route, and I've never done it, so I've actually decreased my chances of an accident. So I think I'm, I look like a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, all right, let's bring it over to the financial area. There's a lot of people that try to take shortcuts when it comes to planning for retirement and planning their finances. And, and you know, I can do this myself. The Internet has enough information for me. Or I don't need a financial advisor. I got a friend in the break room who seems to know an awful lot about this stuff, and he's, he's not steered me wrong yet. Yeah, you see a lot of people try to take shortcuts. And you're starting to see what happens is, you know, one of the a shortcut or a mistake that I see people make, and the number one is not really having a, a plan, not having a financial plan in place that you can look at that has guardrails and to indicators or triggers to make changes when changes are needed, right? And too many people just kind of fly by the night without any compass. They're just going by feel and guesswork and hoping that they saved enough money or they hope that the market doesn't drop too much that they can retire. So they really don't have a plan in place. And another one that when we were talking about this segment that I see too many people do lately that have come into our office to sit down with us for a consultation is when they haven't saved enough money to retire when they want to, 
they start to take on too much risk. Uh-huh. So they're trying to, hey, if I take on more risk, I'll get a higher rate of return. And if I make a higher rate of return, I can get to my destination quicker. But they're not calculating in what happens when the market turns like it has recently. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you've taken on too much risk and it hurts you. And now you get the double whammy. You didn't save enough to begin with. And now all of a sudden you're taking on too much risk and you get hurt even more so than you can afford. So we want to make sure that we avoid taking on too much risk. So in one area that I see people make mistakes is that they think they're going to work indefinitely. Okay. They think they're going to work for, even if they want to, they're going to work till 70. And they, they try to calculate that into their income. And I always say, you know, not a lot of people are in the workforce beyond 65, mm-hmm. um, 68, so to say. I think it's one in five workers are age 68 above, something like that. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at it realistically and put realistic goals in our financial plan. So with all the information on the internet now, I think about, you know, you sit down with people, not only do you do the investment planning and the social security planning, the income planning, the legacy planning as well. Somebody goes online, they go, oh, I can do the will maker and I can I can do my estate plan online. And then they find that their estate is probably a little more complex than what they can do themselves. And it's also not really personalized when when you sit down with an estate planner. I mean, it's it's going to be all about you and not about, you know, the masses online and, and, and asking and answering generic questions. Exactly. Um, you want to have an individualized plan for you. And in, in today's economy, good financial advice is critical. So you want to make sure that you're working with a financial advisor who's committed to listening to you, understanding what your unique circumstances are, and helping you design a plan that will make sure that all areas of your financial life are aligned with what you're trying to accomplish. You want to make sure that you have all your legal documents in place, that you have the right team of uh, tax preparers, or maybe you need a CPA, maybe you need a tax attorney. depends on what your situation is. If you have a fairly simple tax return, you don't want to be paying a premium to a, a tax attorney to prepare your taxes when you just need a tax preparer. So we make sure that we surround you with the right people to make sure that you get the best advice possible. It kind of comes down to where is your confidence placed in retirement? Is your confidence placed on math where somebody has sat down with you and worked it all out on paper? Or are you just hoping that it works out because you've saved a a considerable amount of money and you hope that that's going to get you through up and down times? Uh, Do you have your income plan? Is Is there confidence in that plan or did you go online and look at a couple of retirement calculators and they all said, yeah, you're going to be fine. Is that where your confidence is placed? Why not put your confidence in the math, in a personalized plan, in something that's developed specifically for you, where somebody's sitting on the other side of the table and asking you specific questions about you, what you want to do in retirement, what your challenges are, uh, what your health is, what your family health history is, all of those things. Let's put our confidence there. That's what it is to build a 365 retirement plan at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Give us a call. Give us a look on the website. Let's get a date on a calendar. You've been thinking about this and saying, yes, someday I got to sit down with somebody and do this. Why not right now? Give us a call. Let's get a date on the calendar. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. 
440-9365 or 365retirement.com is our website. And as you scroll around and look and, and see what Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are all about, a window opens up, says, hey, would you like to talk about your finances? If you click on that button right there, we'll ask you a few questions so we can reach out to you and get a date on a calendar. Or you can click right through right there and you can schedule it right there. The, the key here is let's get the conversation going. We do this at no charge. It is complimentary. Again, 365retirement.com. That is all the time we have today on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Have a great weekend, and we hope you'll join us again. For more information, to schedule a consultation or upcoming retirement planning events and radio show times, go to rlwealtheducates.com. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed can be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Conley, Ryan Ryan Marston or Sam Lang are licensed in your state. Please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through RNL Insurance Agency. Massachusetts license number 1783398.